Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC episode 59. Uh, our next guest is a musician who combines Latin dancehall beats with R&B vocals. Her songs have amassed thousands of streams and made it into some pretty big Spotify playlists. Uh, her newest single, I Want That, is out now. You can find her on Instagram at La Gab- Gabby Diaz. That's G-A-B-I-D-I-A-Z. Uh, please welcome Gabby Diaz. Hey, thanks so nice much. Nice to have you on. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, um... Uh, thanks so much for having me. Definitely stoked to be here. So, <laughs> cool. So, so how long have you been making music? Um, honestly, since I feel like every artist says this, it's the most cliche answer. But since forever, um, I feel like you know, singing forever, and kind of like when I was a teenager, I wrote some songs that I thought were really deep and stuff, and like you know, ever my whole life, honestly. Um, and then it's still kind of like a little addiction of mine so mm-hmm. um that's you know since forever cool. so, so why why did you start making music do you remember why um wow that go i mean honestly like i think that some people um listen to music passively right and mm-hmm. like if you're an active music like if you're an active like listener there's like no way like not to fall in love with music and like what how it makes you feel and that kind of thing so i think for me it was just like the way that you music made me feel plus like realizing that i had like a talent for music and mm-hmm. for singing and those two things combined kind of like um made it such that like i that it, it was a passion that i wanted to follow awesome, through awesome. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. so how, how did you come up with your brand of music I honestly like I'm from Puerto Rico so I feel like I kind of I don't know how much I chose it as it just kind of like was very much a part of how I grew up Mm -hmm. so I grew up in Puerto Rico which in itself is such a unique culture um, because it is a Latin country Spanish-speaking country but it's also so influenced by the U.S. so growing up I had like you turn on FM radio and you'll listen to like a salsa song or a reggaeton song but then you'll have SZA on next Mm -hmm. you know so like that's kind of how um, everyone in Puerto Rico is inherently influenced um, musically and so for me all those influences as well as my Mexican heritage on my dad's side were very important to honor and I feel like for me as long as I'm staying authentic to all those sides Mm -hmm. um that's kind of the brand but for me it's more just like being true to who um you know just who I am as a person and then translating that into music awesome yeah that's a really cool kind of like perspective because you know coming from those two different cultures you know specifically Puerto Rico you know as you said before being like very Caribbean but also being very American like yeah like growing up did you ever face like an like an identity crisis at like like a certain point yeah it's interesting because like I I mean I think this is true for a lot of Latinos like in the U.S. um, and for a lot of Puerto Ricans in general because we are like a territory or a commonwealth um, and so I feel like you're never Mm -hmm. like when you speak good English and like you have you know like you appreciate American culture you're never Puerto Rican enough or Latino enough for Latin America but then you're never American enough for the U.S. so you're always kind of like in that weird like cultural purgatory stage where you're just like what the can I curse here what what the fuck am I and like um you are always trying to like define that but I feel like that's where like a lot of great music comes is from that like internal struggle of like who am I like let me try and suss that out through some creative outlet so um yeah absolutely <laughs> awesome yeah so so uh, would you say that your music is kind of a way of kind of like um rationalizing not not like rationalizing but kind of like 
um, satisfying or um, coming to terms with your like dual um, heritage. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a way of celebrating it because if you grow up a bit confused, like as to where you fit in, and that's a struggle for you, then at some point you are gonna realize like whatever I am it is who I am and like that's unique and it's awesome. And so like music is an awesome way to like celebrate that. Um, so yeah, absolutely, yes. Awesome, <laughs> that's really cool. Do you do uh, music in both Spanish and English in, mm -hmm. in the same song? Like yeah. is that a, a conscious choice? Like do you uh, consciously say, oh, these couple words, these, this line is gonna be in Spanish, this is gonna be in English, or just sort of like how it flows? Honestly, it's the latter mostly, like I mean, as a Latina, like, you're used to talking like in Spanglish, you start a sentence in English, de repente está hablando español, yeah. and then you're back to English, ah, español, it's like, oh, back and forth. So for me, it's really like, however that sentence, that sentiment feels like, whatever language feels more correct for that sentiment, mm -hmm. um, that's where you should place the language, you know? It's like, it's like a little puzzle, and it comes together basically with emotion. And like, you're not trying to... Um, you should never force like if a line sounds better in Spanish just say it in Spanish if right. it sounds better in English say it in English like just go with the flow <laughs> that's a really cool perspective that's yeah. a really cool way of thinking about it nice yeah. did, you, did you do uh, music like in school mm -hmm. yeah like bands and all that nerdy shit that like everyone was like oh my god like the cool kids were doing sports and I was like singing <laughs> and that kind of thing like practicing the piano and it's like learning Christina Aguilera <laughs> sheet music and stuff. Like, yeah, I definitely paid a dear, like, social price for that. It was not the coolest kid. I mean, it was like paying off now, right? Like, was that? It's like a paying off now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully it'll continue to pay off even more in the future. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you do what you love. Like, it's never, it's never something you regret. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of like, you know, kind of like doing like band in school and stuff like that, mm. like for like songwriting, like, like how do you like write songs? Is, is it just a producer kind of like giving you kind of like an instrumental or, or, or like, a, is it more of like a collaborative effort between you and producer or, or, you know, is it just you writing, producing the music? Yeah, so first off, like, all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not, like, one path that I've been like, wow, this one works so much better for me than this other thing. Um, but I play the piano, so, like, I love the piano. Like, I really do think that, like, different instruments, different settings bring out different songs in people, right? Mm -hmm. So, like... I'll have maybe an idea for a song and I'll be like this, I feel like it can be fleshed out the best at the piano. So I'll go, like I'll have a glass of wine, I'll set the <laughs> mood lighting, my dog will like sit down next to me, I'll start playing the piano, so, like the song will come out that way sometimes. Or sometimes I'm like, I kind of want to write like a bop and like I'm feeling like this like sexy vibe, like mm, like dancey, so I'll like cue up like a little beat from YouTube just for inspiration, you know, like look up like a J Balvin type beat or whatever. Right. If I want a song that sounds kind of like J Balvin or look as there. So, um, yeah, so that's like another way. And then obviously once I get to the studio, shout out to, you know, producers I work with, like Mike Morales, he's in Woodside, and then like Joffred, he's my dude in Puerto Rico. Um, so like I'll get there. So obviously it's very collaborative because like I'll only work with someone if I like really respect and trust their musical like intuition and judgment. Mm -hmm. So I'll definitely let there be a bit of molding in that stage as well. What, what do you think about the influence that, you know, Latin and Caribbean music have had on like pop music in general? Um, honestly, like, I think it's high time, like, I think that it's interesting because we find ourselves in this, like, cultural, societal, political, etc. situation where, like, Latinos are such a humongous part of U.S. culture right now, right? 
Um, but they're being marginalized in so many ways, mm -hmm. like disenfranchised. Um, and so I think that the fact that our music is being heard so loudly um, is kind of giving us that voice that we lack in like the political ecosystem. And so hopefully I my you know my dream for my me hand there my culture would be that our music can serve as a platform to get our issues and our um needs out there so i think it's wonderful i think it's the most beautiful music in my opinion so diverse um and yeah it's just it's it's a really powerful thing i think I what do you want to do with your music um, as you as you continue growing as an as an artist, yeah, I think like as long as I can continue to a represent myself faithfully and be authentic, um, that will hopefully be a way to amplify the voices of people who are like me, mm -hmm. right? Who do speak English and Spanish, who are you know. U.S. and Latina and Puerto Rican and Mexicana and all these things. Um, and hopefully that'll be a way for people that are like me who've mm -hmm. struggled with their identity and their role in this, you know, big world to feel like they belong and like, oh, hey, like there's Gabby and like she kind of sounds like me. She has similar vibes, similar story. Like mm -hmm. I recognize, I see myself in that. And like hopefully that'll give somebody the kind of, um, how do I say it? Like just the confidence that they mm -hmm. need to like go out and get whatever they want to get in life and um, feel confident, feel beautiful, mm -hmm. feel motivated. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think this would be a good time to sort of plug her, her latest uh, single that just came yeah, out. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. <laughs> so let's, uh, I guess, take a quick break. We'll, we'll play I, I Want That and... Uh, I want that. Sorry, I, want the, that. I, I I hold the, I hold back on the accent just because like people start to get confused. They're like, "How do I say this?" And yeah. I'm like, "Calm down." <laughs> but yeah, no, you you got it. You got it. Awesome. Cool. So let's play Boop. it. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to uh, this episode of Sounds Like NYC, and you have just listened to Gabby's song. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that song, and um, yeah. So let's let's like talk about the process of that song. Like, what yeah. was going through your head when you made it? How was how was the actual kind of like process of the production? And just like give us like a background of that song. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, for everyone that can't speak Spanish, this will be very helpful to understanding the song. Um, <laughs> so I'm from Puerto Rico, like I said. In Puerto Rico, like, um, as I feel like many other cultures, like, we love to be together, we love to go out, we love to party. That's true of a lot of people, but it's especially true of Puerto Ricans. And so for me, like, as a Latina, even just being in Queens, I'm like, I want to go out, I want to go on a date, uh, I want to have a drink, I want to go to a bar, I want to dance with my boyfriend, I want to dance with my friends, like, I want to do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, but you can't do any of that in quarantine. It's like, I understand. Like, I'm not complaining about, like, all the rules and everything. It makes sense. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you're like frustrated, like mm -hmm, you want to mm -hmm. do something. So with that in mind, I decided to write a song that's all about like, you know, geared towards specifically the Latin struggle during the pandemic, which is all about like that frustration of wanting to go out, wanting to dance, wanting to hang. You can't do it because mm -hmm. it's not safe. Mm -hmm. 
So um, that's essentially where I was coming from. Um, and I wanted to write it because I feel like a lot of quarantine tales have been told like I'm seeing a lot of people on TikTok and everything like they're all certain kind of person and I wanted to tell the Latina side of the story you know right. this is how we Latinas feel during the pandemic um this is where our, our struggle is this is how we're coping with it um and obviously how I'm coping with it like there's that line about like oh like getting wasted with my friend over FaceTime like you know, I literally have been doing that countless times because <laughs> like I can't see my girlfriends or whatever. Like they're back home to like be with their family during the pandemic or whatever. It's like, you know, what do you got? What do you got left? Like go put on your jewels at home and take some selfies, like grab your dog, like whatever, dance in the mirror, etc. Like I just wanted to let all of those experiences out mm -hmm. um, and filter them through this song. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how it came about. And then uh, I brought it over to my um, friend and producer Mike Mraz who's again my, my dude in Woodside and Queens and um, he helped kind of flesh out the melodies a bit and um, I mean I love the song so much I think he loves it too um, just pitched it to Spotify for some like uh, playlists and whatnot and you know like I'm just trying to get on people's radar because I think it's a really nice little song so. <laughs> Obviously, like a lot more music has been coming out because of this whole situation, and definitely what we need right now is more up, up uh, lifting music for sure. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, yeah, that's like that's like interesting, kind of like taking your frustration with <laughs> with like quarantine and like you know trying to make yourself happy. Because I'm like the direct opposite, where like I just kind of like tries got to make depressed. himself miserable. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. I just got depressed because like. I'm like a very extroverted person, so yeah. I need other people to feed off of mm -hmm. in order to like draw joy, <laughs> basically. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I definitely respect you, kind of like being like a self-starter and you <laughs> doing the best to make yourself happy with like dressing up, doing whatever. But like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you, you. I mean, for me, it's like it's not an option to just stay at home and like cozy up to a book like every day, or like mm -hmm. light a candle or whatever, like watch a movie. Like I did that. I've watched everything on Netflix at this point. <laughs> at this point, I'm like, all right, when is indoors? coming back because i need to go on a date i need mm -hmm. to like go have a drink like you know and i, and I get it everything at its pace that it needs to happen now. i'm not trying mm -hmm. to upset anyone but <laughs> um you know it's it's, it's human to want to interact it's human to right. want to yeah, like have those experiences and so i just wanted to address that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you like are, are you originally from new york city I'm originally from Puerto Rico, so okay. um, I was raised there my whole life. Um, that's my home. My oh, my whole family is there, um, but New York City is definitely my second home. Yeah, so let's talk about kind of like the process of like going from Puerto Rico to New York City. Like yeah. how long Completely have you been different here? Holy shit, I hated New York when I came here because like I'm used to ha like being in a car and like there's space in places and like, you Carson know. Cars space are like that's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now for me, I'm like, I get it. I fucking love New York yeah. now. I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't see myself leaving like in the near future. Like, you know, maybe down the road, sure. But like right now, it's like, this is my home. Um, I love Queens. But yeah, I mean, I guess the transition was like, it, culturally, it wasn't that hard because I feel like New Yorkers are very like sassy and in your face and like Puerto Rico is definitely good training for that. They're a little <laughs> bit like more neurotic here. Whereas like Puerto Rico, there's like the Islander, like more like type B personality. Like mm -hmm. everything's going to be okay. Blah, blah, blah. Here people are like more neurotic, but it's still very like, 
like sassy and like energetic and like Puerto Rico has that energy, different style of energy granted, but it, there's a lot of energy, like the, the place is alive, it has a life of its own. It's not like a little suburb with whatever. Yeah. So in that sense, that was a natural transition. And I feel like Puerto Ricans, you know, historically, we, we love New York, we love the city. Um, and it's like, I don't know, like I think that there's such a big Latin community here as well, that like it, it's definitely been a very natural kind of, I've, very much made like my own little nest here um so it hasn't been hard i love the city i love how many opportunities i love that like you can go watch an experimental play and then go and like have korean food and then like hit up like a late night dembo party and then like go back to your apartment and like wake up and do brunch and, like get venezuelan food like the amount of cultural experiences mm -hmm. to like nourish your mind and your mm -hmm. like expand your world view or like in the city are incredible like i feel like that's the most that an artist could um ask for it like personally that's kind of funny because at this point i'm like so fed up with the city that i just <laughs> <the opposite. laughs> yeah i mean that's fair <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand i do not understand how you can get fed up with me the city. Or her. how you can get fed up with the city i, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> like come on like i understand that i mean I, I understand like i there are definitely weeks where i do not leave queens like i do not take the freaking subway like i don't do anything i'm like i love queens like i'm down to could, you, could, you repeat that? could you repeat that again that that last line what did you just say yeah there's definitely weeks where i'm no, no. after that after that i love queens okay <laughs> what about that wait what no because he's from you're not even from queens, queens. no well, I, like i'm a, from like the border of like oh brooklyn, yeah, queens. yeah 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 so like brooklyn, east new york yeah you're brooklyn second of all oh. which <laughs> which part of queens are you from specifically i live in sort of the border of astoria and lic so like okay. kind of like astoria-ish okay cool cool yeah because cool. yeah, i because i used to live in like far no ozone park yeah far, forest like, hills Rockaway, around mm -hmm. like that yeah, Ozone Park, I think, oh. like, like when I was a kid. So uh -huh. I don't really have any real, like, memories of, yeah. like, uh, Queens. Except that I, I, so I had, like, a very bad fall when I was, like, nine years old. Oh, no. And I had this huge gash on my uh, elbow right here. <laughs> and that's the only thing I, like, really remember from Queens, so... That's unfortunate. So Queens are dangerous. No, no, like, Queens just trying to kill like, me. I, I, I don't like I don't like dick riding Queens. I just think that the fact that like everyone always focuses on like Brooklyn and Manhattan is kind of stupid yeah. because like Queens is the most diverse place in the world. But those are only kind of like tourists. Like I feel like if if you're a New Yorker, like you like recognize Queens. Oh, like, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like people know like the food in Queens is the best. Like I think that's gotta admit that i don't know about i mean most part i just, I just eat halal food and like my mom's okay. cooking at this point but <laughs> okay. um i do want to go to flushing to try some like hot pot and stuff so oh yeah oh I absolutely if you there maybe go there it's cheaper than like my head and obviously and stuff like that yeah so i'll give you that yeah yeah i i love queens like i don't want to say i'd live in queens life because like if i won the lottery i would probably move to the west village or some <laughs> fancy place like that but like i love queen so much like i've really improved my quality of life since yeah. moving to the city um because i feel like people in queens are also like they're not posers like i feel like sometimes i go to brooklyn and i'm overwhelmed by the amount of like expensive um what's it called just outside Consi the door. expensive consignment just outside yeah. the store yeah <laughs> i mean you're like williamsburg that's this is like the center of like yeah of, like all that 100%. Like, um, uh, yeah. we were, like we were like going out to get lunch earlier and david was just like going like on a rant about how much he like hates williamsburg and stuff like that do you want to expand oh, on that <laughs> okay so, so here's the thing like it, it, it's a love and hate relationship right because yeah. with with williamsburg you know we 
we went to school here. I, I spent, you know, half of my life basically just coming to and from here. Yeah. Um, so it has that that good part mm -hmm. in it, but just as a neighborhood in itself, it's so fucking shallow. And I mean, but I like it here. I mean, I live in Canarsie, if you know where that yeah, is. Yeah, of course. It's the last stop on the L. That's, 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 that's the only reason it's it's known, right? <laughs> so besides that, you know, Pop Smoke came from Canarsie. Oh, No, rest oh, in peace. So now we have like a few murals like around my grandma's house, apparently. That's sweet. Like, <laughs> of, why not? Like him and stuff like that. But like, yeah. You can I mean, fish in Canarsie, can't huh? you? You can fish in Canarsie. Why would... Yeah, but the thing is that why would anybody come from like anywhere that is not that is like close to Canarsie to fish my grandpa used to go there to fish but he's from like east new york so he wasn't that far so he away. wasn't that far but like yeah. no one's coming from like williamsburg no from, of course like, not any like you know well, i guess like well, west brooklyn fair, or like no one from williamsburg goes past broadway junction that's, that's true too yeah that's 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 like the threshold yeah. of like uh, gentrification <laughs> oh yep definitely <laughs> broadway junction that's that's where you see the posers and and the OGs that's how, you, that's alike. how you know like who's actually a New Yorker. Yeah, well, isn't Broadway Junction where the L crosses the A? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know this because I lived briefly in Bed Stuy off of Utica oh, A. Okay, cool. And I remember like <laughs> when the last white person would get off the train. <laughs> I've I mean, never like, seen it yeah. that way. I've legit never seen it that way. Because no, it's crazy because <laughs> oh like God. you see gentrification happening because like white people yeah. go get off on like the next stop and then yeah. the next stop. <laughs> and then there crazy. were none. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. Honestly, I never went to, to school with a white person until I got here. I mean, me too, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. I? Till, no, no. Till, high school. No, no, yeah, Elementary high school. school. Wow. Hispanic and white people, I think, were like close. I, I, I went to school with, but yeah. Yeah, how, how do you feel the city has changed you? What's that? How do you feel like the city has changed you so far? Um, I'm honestly, I'm sh more shameless. I'm way more shameless. Because like in New York, you got to be shameless to get what you want out of people. Like if you, there's the restaurant and you really want to eat there and you like ask people enough, like they'll give you a seat. You know, right. I feel like it's the kind of place where like, or maybe they won't, but like, you'll never know if you don't ask, you know, like you got to ask, like if you're lost somewhere or you have to use the bathroom, like literally the smallest things, you're just like, gotta be shameless, gotta like fight for your own interests. Like, I mean, not in a selfish way, but like you, you have to be shameless. You have to go for what you need and what you want in this life. And like New York, if you don't like ask for it, like no one's going to give it to you. You have to be like, I need this. <laughs> yeah. Like, like meeting up with people, like, like literally just it's today. A struggle. Like it's a freaking circle. A hundred percent. Like literally just today I was talking with this manager who's like way out of my league, manages like big artists and stuff. And I was like, like, I just want to get coffee with the guy and like I want to see what I can do. Like if I didn't ask him, like he would never be like, Hey, do you wanna maybe kinda like help you out and like, right. like get, can we get coffee sometime? Like you have to go and you have to be like, Hey, like I wanna like get to know you and like see what's up and like if we can make something happen that like you need to do that mm -hmm. in new york because there's so many opportunities that's 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 like very interesting that you say that because we had another artist tell us the same thing i think it was emia before like she was like telling us that the way that she that she like networks is 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 that she takes people that she's like interested in out on like coffee dates yeah, to see, like, yeah. <laughs> why not yeah uh, you never know like yeah. what doors can open and in the music industry it's all about like knocking on every fucking door and mm -hmm. waiting for something to open because it's just like there are so many ways to get somewhere in this industry that's right. like you need to like 
literally just try and knock down every door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how did you get on those Spotify playlists? I think that it's just like when you pitch your music to Spotify, like so it's like you have your release. Mm-hmm. If you're Spotify artist dashboard, can and you actually explain how you do that? Because I, yeah, because I, I like always thought that like Spotify just like you know somebody like curates it and it's just like randomly added. But I didn't know that you could actually pitch your. I yeah I mean other than being a well-known artist or like pitching your song as Mm -hmm. like a more like emerging artist as it were like I don't see how you would get on a playlist but for me the process went like okay I have a release Spotify gives you the option about three weeks before your release goes live to pitch it to their editors Mm -hmm. and then um, all you have to do is kind of like you know literally pitch your song like explain what the song is about select genres and whatever like moods etc and like for me that process is like about like selling your song and like it like this is a dope song and like like it, it has this and it has this and you could put it in like this kind of like fits in this space and that space so you can kind of start imagining what kinds of like lists it might fit on so i think i hopefully it was just a good 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 songs and like i did a good job of selling them that's hopefully i don't know if there's some person on the inside being like this girl i don't know <laughs> but um hopefully it just yeah i think it's just have a song that you stand by and that you love and sell the hell out of it like believe in what you make and somebody will eventually believe in it too that's really cool is there like a specific website like that you have to go and pitch your song to yeah so all you artists listening right now you can just go on your spotify for artists dashboard and when you have like upcoming releases um it'll give you the option to pitch to playlists and then the process is very straightforward from there awesome good to know did not know that awesome so uh, i I guess what what do you want to leave with leave with okay um (laughs) uh yeah i mean definitely check out my stuff on spotify i guess just the point of making music is for people to listen to it um so definitely check me out on spotify go check me out on instagram and follow me let's be friends um i'm spotify gabby diaz g-a-b-i-d-i-a-z and my instagram is uh oh (laughs) okay so an emergency alert okay amber alert Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh. Nice oh. going, Daniel. You're fine. I can it's on silent. <laughs> <laughs> you guys edit it. No, we'll keep it in. We'll keep it in. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spotify, Gabby Diaz, G-A-B-I-D-I-A-Z. And then my Instagram is at La Gabby Diaz. So L-A-G. And then Gabby Diaz, same way that you spelled it on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely follow me on all that good stuff. There's a virtual performance that I'm going to be in for uh, SOBs, the club. Um, it's going to be on YouTube. It comes out tomorrow. So definitely Ooh. check that out. Yeah, I mean, just stay tuned. Like, follow me on Spotify so that you can check out my new music. If you like that little clip that we just played, um, definitely follow me so that I can continue to provide you with some jams. Lit. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Thank yeah, you, thank guys. You. I appreciate it so much.